0: Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, it's Rich Polly, and joining me is the littlest goblin in all of New Mills, Ben Hibbert. Hello there.
1: You all thought I was going to say something stupid, didn't you? I could tell when you were saying it.
0: I totally did. i was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting a bit giddy. I was like, what's he going to say? Uh, and also joining us for today is a fellow Sith Taker, Liam Baker, or is it Ian Barker? One of the two. Hi Liam, Ian. Both of them are a pick.
2: Even my birth certificate's confused.
0: No, no. no I went I'm to sorry, get a copy whatever. done. I went to get a copy done, and I couldn't remember my own name, so they just wrote both on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: how you doing? You're right.
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm doing all right for once. I'm i uh, I'm enjoying my X-wing. Once. I'm surviving the pandemic. Yeah, uh, I've had a good weekend. Uh, oh. Yeah. It's looking all right.
0: And how, 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 how do you feel? It. How do you feel after Stephen called you out last week on the podcast? Basically, I didn't told you even that know you who didn't he was. Try, you, you didn't try hard enough to join Team Wales, and you've been throwing shade yeah. at them for the last six weeks.
2: I mean, I have been throwing shade at them. Maybe it was completely unwarranted. Who knows? But he does have a cool second name, so I'm going to drop it now. And uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Pocknell, but you should have taken me because what's <coughs> f- going on? <laughs> oh sorry Tim.
0: Sorry. I,
3: mean, I don't, said I'd be let
0: that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got we've got quite a bit to talk about today. Unfortunately, AMG still haven't given us any content. So uh, they have told us that there's gonna be spoilers for the resistance wiving pack in July. It's in July, so where is it? Not here yet. So we continue to be disappointed. us
1: loads of rules. What more do you want?
0: Yeah they've given us loads of rules more rules than i even care about like people and i getting into nested tirani Kulda, cool death dead man switch trigger questions cuz the the rules forum is actually answering questions so they've started mining the very depths of what technically is possible if you have seven specific upgrades on okay. two lists that can only just fit them in and um, we'll talk about for some very specific upgrades on the list that can only just fit them in in a minute when we talk about um the gold squadron event <laughs> that's a bit odd but um yeah so we've got a bit to talk about so gold squadron held an event it was a hyperspace event um it was the uh what was it what event was it called lamu i don't know what that is apparently to Star Wars yeah, it was planet um it was a lot me, i think yeah yeah it was Lamu. i don't know what lamu is but must be a Star Wars planet, but never heard of it. So we're going to talk a little bit, a bit about Lamu and the event that won it, uh, the, the list that won it, and, and a little bit of that stuff. And we're also going to touch a bit on the XTC, which is one of the reasons we've got uh, Liam on, because he has been, would you say, co-pilot, assistant deputy co-pilot on the, on the Ollie uh, Pocknell hot, sh- hot, hot Takes trash-talking Sunday night, maybe Wednesday this week, stream.
2: Uh, I'd say I'm the main attraction, but whatever.
0: You'll just take anything, won't you? You're that desperate. Uh, Yeah, I will, to be fair. fair. (laughs) I just
2: want to be famous.
0: I mean, the Funny thing is, is that as a as an event, it's actually it's quite funny because it is unashamedly. It's not like supposed to be a serious rundown of what's happening at the event. It's basically Ollie throwing shade at people, and um, to use a phrase, being old Billy Big Bollocks. Um, so <laughs> hilariously this week. Um, so England are in our group in Group C, um, and uh, I say in our group in in, in the Ireland, um, the same group as Ireland in Group C, and. Um, Ollie did a bet with... There was like some bets flying around at the start of the tournament. And basically, Ollie upped the ante and said, um, if England don't go 7-0 in rounds one, then I'll drink some hot sauce that other people will buy for me or whatever. And he was very confident that this was not really a risk to him. And they met Canada... This week just gone, and they lost 4-3. So the XTC groups on Discord and Facebook have suddenly started being filled up with hot sauce memes and recipes and pictures of people's arses on fire and toilet roll in fridges, and God love Ollie Pocknell. But, you know, he's done it. And hilariously, having released an article that said Remember not to blame your dice because it's not your dice that are at fault. It's you for putting your ships where your dice had the opportunity to fail you. He then spent a day blaming the dice for, I think it was Tom's game and Dom's game. Maybe a couple of the games anyway. And there was a massive variance swing against them. But um, yeah. So while last episode we talked about the fact that Tom and Julian and people like that wouldn't possibly lose on purpose. It turns out that sometimes they do occasionally just lose, and then and then Canada go 4-3. Uh, bust the group wide open, and also bust Ollie's arse wide open after he has to drink a shot of hot sauce. It's not even just like a tablespoon, it's a shot. Just
2: one so, shot, or uh, yeah, like it's one, multiple shots.
0: Yeah, they're getting the 3.5 million Scoville stuff off the internet, though. You know they're they're getting the the Carolina Reaper death chili essence stuff. That's just absurd. So, like the kind of thing where he might end up hospitalised. So I'd say I'm concerned about him. But he he did it to himself. So you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting week in in the old x c c But we'll get back to doing a quick skip through the 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 groups, the five groups. Um, in a little bit, I think we should talk about something that's not XTC first because a load of people have been doing it. Um, before I go on to the gold squadron thing, real life X Wing, Ben, you've been playing in real life. I have, it's, it's kind of killed TTS for me, yeah, doesn't um, it?
1: Just? <laughs> yeah, I've been playing most Thursdays and I, mm-hmm. I was supposed to play last Tuesday as well, but I had to do a stupid COVID test, so I couldn't. but yeah, it's amazing. I mean, and I mean, the-
0: so Liam, you went to um, a tournament, didn't you, at Boarding Brum, was it? Like a delayed store champ or something?
2: Uh, It was uh, basically Boarding Brum run a tournament every second full weekend of a month. Mm -hmm. So it was just their standard one. Uh, They've got the store champ next weekend. Uh, But it was was just nice being back in a store, to be honest, and just seeing all these familiar faces like Craig Reed, Andy Cameron, and just, you know, it's... You're just in a sort. Of, you're playing against good people. You're having a laugh. You're seeing new faces, you're seeing old faces, and there's just a really nice atmosphere
0: about it. Yeah. Did you do all right? You did, didn't you? You top tabled it, but didn't work. Uh,
2: I came second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I lost to Andy Cameron in the final. Uh, I did also lose to Tom Reed, but I also beat him out of cut by 28 mov. Oh. Oh. Was it Was oh, he a bit it grumpy? No, no, he just asked me to uh, beat the person that beat him in a uh, Swiss, so I did. Oh, fair enough.
0: What were you using? I'm going to ask you both. What, 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 what um, list did you use? Kind of first, uh, first bit of playback on the, on the rail table.
2: Uh, I decided not to run any form of fire sprays, which is rare for me, and I went with Malarus form. Okay. So still buy. no uh, you know, Yeah, but I ran Pride Tradition and Protectorate Gleb as well.
0: Oh, so, so you, couldn't, you couldn't get fully away from the filth?
2: <laughs>
0: no. Had to maintain a bit of that.
2: Yeah, like some people are asking me why I've got Protector at Gleb, because i already got a red coordinate, but it just allows me to pass that uh, red token to someone and know he's doing a blue move next turn. Mm-hmm. So it, it just gives me a little more, well, just a, a better dial. And if I can't shake it off, uh, I've just got Proud Tradition
0: so I can focus anyway. Yeah. Seems good enough seems good enough. What about oh, you, Ben? What, what were you using? Or what have so you been using? I
1: went full casual and decided to try out Vader and a Defender. Uh-huh. So I brought Vader and a Defender and then just two Procket Inquisitors and that was it. Nice. It's nice. Um, a, a really fun little list, actually.
0: Yeah, I did a bit of... Um, I played against Vader Defender with um, Sean um, and he had Vader Defender and Rex Lord Defender and that was it. Um, and um, unfortunately, the games didn't last very long. So. Well, it's
1: funny. I played Sean with the defender, and our game didn't last very long.
0: How did you um? How did you find Vader? Did you enjoy him?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to roll three hits every time. Like he's, he's really good. And then even when you catch him, you you don't necessarily do anything because he tends to have focus and evade if you've got in a bad spot.
0: Yeah, I think it's. Like, the games I've played against and seen where he's been used is, like, he does struggle with the defender problem, which is that he's really good until the turn he's blocked. And then he's basically as killable as an ordinary defender, but he's worth an awful lot more points. Yes. So, you've you know, you, you really have to play him as a, I'm going to fly in and then I'm going to do a move that can't be blocked. And it's going to be a three-speed move. So I, I might spend him. a lot of time turning away.
1: I just had him as I basically did, like, attack runs. I fly in, do a load of damage, and then just disengage and keep doing that. Yeah. And that seems to be the... I mean, I haven't lost Vader yet, so I must be doing something right with it.
0: I was just interrupted by a child. I've been dipping <laughs> in and out of mute. But no, I was listening, and it's, yeah, it's true. Um, I think, um, I mean... Marcelo Dantas, maybe one of the Brazilian guys, um, did win a tournament with Vader Defender because um, he played him. You know, he's really good with aces and he plays his aces all the time. So it's it's interesting to hear. Yeah, my my, my exploration into real life play has basically been flying Po Reyes Easy, which is a great fun list. Um, but it feels a little bit less wholesome for getting back into it and a bit filthy, but like low key filth because it looks like it's probably fine. Um yeah. And then and then it turns out that it's not fine because you've got it's it's basically triple ace trip aces, but one of them's a, a falcon. Um, so it's but well, it's pretty good.
1: I mean I did fly the droid list into um, Rob. You know, yeah. um, Rob, Rob Gogats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. he'd never seen droids before. And I landed on a rock, he was like, You can land on a rock? I was like, Yeah. I was like, I, and he's like, And you don't and I don't get the green, I was like, No. But I do. No! <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> couldn't believe it. You couldn't believe it. Oh, it's yeah. like the, the first time anybody, you play against those droids. It's, I remember it. It's just nonsense. You're just like, all right, I'm just going to trust you that you know what your list does, and I'm just going to believe you. And um, then he's cause... like,
1: you he can barrel roll off? You can barrel roll off as well? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, no, this is wrong. Like reading through all the cards over and over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, if if it's wrong, Rob, you're the only person in the world who thinks it's wrong. But you know, crack on. It's all good. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to Element opening again on a Tuesday, so I can get it done regularly. Yeah. Same. Um, because that Thursday's I just can't do. So I'm I'm really looking for like another night. But I'd see if I can get a a cheeky little weekend game in. But this week I'm playing Canada, so I'll have to play on Saturday night. So. I'd say
1: um, our child was wanting to do a Tuesday game because he wants to play, doesn't he? But at the moment, he's the only one who can open up because yeah. I was going to go and play
0: him on the Tuesday. But there's, it's not open on a Tuesday, is it? The, the whole yeah. Centre's not open on a Tuesday no, yet. But
1: apparently, if you work there, you might have a key.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> so the shop's open doing late night shop stuff so he can go up on a Tuesday. Right. Fair enough. I might drop yeah, a
1: message. It's, not... <laughs> it's uh... He's only happen when he can do it. I think yeah. so. Obviously he can't do this
0: week. Uh, I might drop him a message and tell him that I'm available for that if he if he feels like he wants to <laughs> have have a bit of a low key one. Anyway, I mean he's not on.
1: that desperate. Though.
0: No, no, you'd need to be. Um, so awesome. Yeah, so like real life plays, getting back. Um, the UK government. I guess we could maybe talk about this Up because you know we've started to go into f- full. Um. I'm looking in head.
1: the event page right now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: um, so <laughs> Commissioner, Commissioner Column has been um, sorting out pricing support. So he used phrases like a metric ton of acrylics coming from um, COG. I feel
1: like, oh, like you, you missed a word
0: again. Uh, I probably did, but it's Tim doesn't it need it any is. more editing yeah, well, at is. this point. Um, so <laughs> there's quite a lot. He said um, we're hoping that there's going to be a whole bunch of cards and stuff rattling around an element from pre-COVID. Um, stuff that was either bought or from previous things so there'll be an opportunity to fill up your collections with them um, official alt art cards as well um and yeah l- looking at some other stuff um it's not going to be as big as last time um element still won't commit to increasing the capacity above 64. um there is a waiting list of i think about 17 16 17 people something like that um but um with the government being scheduled well, according to the press at the minute, um the government are going to release all restrictions um which we'll have to see what that means um because everybody's telling them that they shouldn't because it's daft um so we'll see what actually happens. but um as soon as the restrictions lift we'll we'll review it, but we need to be careful not to just say, all right, we'll go up to one hundred and thirty two capacity or whatever um to to you know have it as big as we can get it to then have the government throw another lockdown on um you know a few weeks later so we're confident that we can run it safely at 64 so we'll we'll probably leave it with that but if it does increase we'll let the world know it by any channel we can as quickly as possible um and yeah i still can't go so never mind it's all good
3: oh no sad times
0: sad time. to be honest i don't think i'm gonna miss the x-wing as much as i'm gonna miss actually meeting people who i've been chatting to for the last 18 months on over TTS and Discord and stuff, but haven't actually ever met or haven't met for scene for a long, long time. Um, I was more looking forward to the night in the hotel and the beers than I was the actual games of X Wing. I think um, that's what
1: I'm looking forward to the most. I've booked. I'm going to book off the, the the Friday and the Monday so I can get over get yeah. the hangover. Because <laughs> I think i sure right. Con- Connor's coming over on the Friday. I think.
0: Yeah. So the big, big crowd of people coming over from the Taunton squadron. Uh, Christian and a couple of other guys coming over. Well, Christian's coming over from Denmark again with a couple of other Danish guys. Um, we've got people on the waiting list from Croatia, Somacia, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, he's on the waiting list. So if he gets an opportunity for a ticket, he's going to come. Um yeah, I've got people coming from all over the south coast. Like, I think there's more people coming from Dorset, Cornwall, and Somerset than there are actually coming from Lancashire and and um, Cheshire. So yeah, it'll be um, be interesting. I know um,
1: some of the new squadrons coming too, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Cornwall. I forgot about them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking so yeah. to seeing Chris again. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great weekend, and I'm I'm a little bit sad. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm mostly looking forward to because
1: he said he'd bring Cornish pasties, and they're lovely,
0: <laughs> proper ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: not, not not ginsters.
1: I mean, they're lovely too. Anything with pastry on it's divine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. Never a truer word came out of your mouth, Ben. Normally, it's just nonsense <laughs> and lies, but that that was true, and I agree with you. Um, so, what what do we accurate. want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about Marcel Manzano, or do we want to talk about the XTC? I'm easy either way. I'm easy as well. Okay, I know, but what do you want to talk about? I mean, I
2: don't mind talking about Marcel completely taking focus off the XTC, throwing his team under the bus just so he can perform well in a solo tournament. We can talk about that.
0: So, uh, for people who aren't following what's going on in in Liam's head, um, Marcel Mm -hmm. is the captain of Team America. Team America. Wrong. 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 Team USA.
2: No. No, captain team. Oh, really? Well, captain of team North Mexico or South Canada. They've lost their right to an official country name.
0: Okay, so Marcel is the captain of Team United States of America, also Wrong. known as in Liam's head, whatever, <laughs> um, West Japan. Um, and um, he, uh, he 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 uh, was playing against Spain, and he got some pairings, and they looked okay, and. Then uh, they lost uh, 4-3, I think, in the end, or, or was it 5-2? Anyway, um, but they lost the series to Spain. Um, they, lost, they won two games. Yeah, so they they lost the series 5-2 to Spain, and, uh, then, uh, and then Liam decided that the reason that had happened was because Marcel had taken his eye off the XTC in order to focus on the Lamu hyperspace event, which he did go and win. So, you know, medals in your cabinet is the only thing that, pundits care about and Marcel's now got a big one Um, I mean you know he's a member of the gold squadron and it's a gold squadron event so you know we could call shenanigans Um, but he went 9-1 over the course of the day his only loss in Swiss was against Procket disciplined barons so there's filth that needs to disappear but never will fortunately most people can't run it in real life because you can't get that many um, X-1s for or V1s, whichever one it is, Inquisitors or Barons, those things for uh, for lovener money. Um, so that's uh, a guy called Joel Springle, who I've played against a couple of times online. Is a very, very good player, a very good Swarm player. Um, but then Marcel's beaten that again in top eight in Revenge of the Swiss. So all that said, it's pretty boring because the thing that he actually won it with is the thing that's interesting here because he's got two ships that definitely count as off meta and then one ship, which is probably kind of a meta ish almost. So start with a meta ish almost Bosk. Um, so Bosk with Cutthroat, Gamut Key, who's the coordinate, zam uh, Wessel. So, you know, getting double taps, maximizing Bosk's big gun. Greedo, of course, standard. Contraband Cybernetics, so that he can get um actions even while stressed. And then a whole upgrade just to keep him alive for longer. So it's like a fairly standard um, thing. But he's got Cutthroat, which. Gives him contraband cybernetics back if something else happens. It's if a ship with Cutthroat dies, isn't it? You can recharge a charge on something. Something like yeah. that, anyway. Um, the next ship is Tell Travura and a Jump Master. So the last time De- Tell Travura and a Jump Master was in the meta was at the end of version one when Justin Fu won worlds with it. Um, and since then, he's been a meme because, you know, he's not great. Um, so Cutthroat. Proton torpedoes, ion cannon, false transponder codes, and a hull upgrade. So the interesting thing about that is with the hull upgrade, Teltreveur comes back with two health, not one, um, which makes him very, very annoying. Um, Cutthroat, he can recharge proton torpedoes if somebody else around him dies. False transponder codes, if his proton torps are still online, he can bring those back online again using cutthroat. So there's a whole load of jank there. Um, And, you know, proton torpedoes, what's not to like, with false transponder codes. So it's pretty cool. Um, And then... Here's the good one. In a Hawk 290 Light Freighter, Dace Bone Arm. So without looking at Yasby, who knows what Dace Bone Arm does? He's the Is ion there.
2: Yeah. Instead of getting okay. one ion, you take
0: three. Yeah. So he basically does big ions. Um, if you're ioned and you're in his firing arc or something. I'm not entirely sure how it works. Um, but yeah, so he's taken Dace Bone Arm in a Hawk with Protectorate Gleb um, for... So, Gamut Key is the token stacking one for Bosk, if you're in his firing arc. Tell Trevura... Oh, sorry. And then Dace Arm has Protector at Gleb for the red coordinate, pass it off. And then Thermal Detonators and Moldy Crow. So, Dace is going to fly around at the back, um, handing out coordinates, having Moldy crow himself up to two focuses. Um, And then Gamut Key is going to be keeping things. So, there's a, a big old Alpha Strike hidden in that list. Um... And yeah, I mean, he's gone 9-1 and one with it. What do what, you think, Liam? I hate it, and he shouldn't have done it. Why?
2: Uh, you just look at Dace arm and you just go, oh, they should just remove this from the game. But it's just like, apparently he was speaking to uh, Oliver Potnell, and he said, I've made this meme list. I'm going to take it to this tournament. And fair play to him, he's done it, but you just look at it and you go, what do all these components actually do when you put yep. them together? And to be, to be fair, I'm still racking my head about it now, like, I just get a headache. So I've just given up trying to understand it now and just understand that it does work, like you do with Separatists, you just believe them now.
0: So, I mean, what for for me? What he's done is we we've talked before about the fact that there's a whole bunch of undercosted scum crew. So you've got Credo maybe, but you've got Zam Wessel, Gamut Key, and uh, Protector at Gleb, and they're all in this list.
2: Zam Basically. is completely like massively undercosted. Uh, Zam should be eight points. Django Crew should be four. Roughly, but yeah. obviously we're not. We're not doing. We're not really discussing point alterations, are we? Uh, Gamut key, I think, is fairly costed. Uh, Primarily, protectorate, protectorate Gleb is the same points as the old tactical officer. i put bet miles better, could, but way better because you could transfer the red. Uh, yeah. That should probably double in points. To be fair, but
0: I mean, it I should mean, at least it should at least be the same cost as tactical officer.
2: Yeah, and, and maybe
0: mean, maybe even more expensive.
2: But is it dirtier than six times barons? Is well, it dirtier than two
0: Mucks and five spaces? It's,
2: it's killed six.
0: It's killed six barons in top eight of this. But they also
2: they also killed it in Swiss. They,
0: they did. That's true. Um, I I think there is a certain level of Marcel about this. Um, so one of the things that um I've seen discussed um, in in a number of places is that Marcel has quite a slow pace of play like not like he doesn't slow play let me start off by saying that he doesn't slow play but he's very considered with his decision tree and a list like this plays into that because Teltrevere is a points fortress because you can only really get half on him Um, because you know you just spawn somewhere where you can't kill him and then he flies in and proton torpedoes you in the butt or whatever Um, Bosk is hard to kill um, and this obviously hard to kill because it's a hawk, so you know they're they're not easy to kill ships, and they all hit really hard, so you know he can get enough points to win the game and if he's only playing you know eight nine turns in a game, which is like kind of the the bottom end of acceptable number of turns really um then you know you lean into that if he was getting fifteen sixteen turns, he would probably be losing um but you know he's gonna he's doing this. So uh, I had a quick look through his cut. Um, so as I said before, he uh, his only loss in Swiss was against Pro- the the disciplined pocket barons, which are are a filthy list in and of themselves. Um, his running cut he met um, three Delta Seven Bs plus one. So one of them was plus Anakin and one of them was plus Obi or something. But like three Seven Bs plus a Jedi and a different Jedi, and then once against uh, Jango Zam. And yeah, obviously the once against the Procket Barons. Um, so that was a sixteen-eight-four and final. Um, mm. And yeah, he did. Um, he's done it. So, I mean, I, yeah, I a bit like you. I don't really like. I can start to understand all of the interactions in the list because I know what the component parts do. But it's one of those ones where you kind of. I think if you set, if you were not so, expecting it, you just lose, don't you?
1: I I actually listened to him talk about it today. Yeah. So basically, Dace is basically, more likely, it's the um, Protectorate Gleb and Dace crew. (laughs) Because he's literally there just to coordinate um, and die first to trigger cutthroat. He tended to keep him sort of at the back and then coordinate tell so he could Mm -hmm. get that double modded torp off. Um, And he said that the cutthroat... Was he attended to trigger it? Not on Tel to come back more than once. It was more like another proton torpedo or uh, contraband on Bosk. Mm. And I'm sure I think he said he got four proton torpedoes off one game. Goodness
0: me! I mean, <laughs> you do look at it and you think if I kill Tel first, then Tel comes back from the edge of the board somewhere where I can't get at him, and he comes in and he does, maybe he's a single, maybe a double modded Proton torp into me, unless I turn back in on him and start ignoring Bosk again. If I kill Bosk, then Tel is just opening me up with Proton torpedoes, like, almost constantly. And if I go for Dace, then they can just keep doing the stuff that they're doing because the Cutthroat's triggering. Um, So, you know, because Cutthroat triggers on both of them, doesn't it, if Dace dies, so... You know, you're just using your charges as fast as you can. Because which, whatever dies, I mean, you almost look at it and you think, well, I don't want to kill Dace first because he doesn't have cutthroat. So I can at least, I, I want to go for Bosk um, because that gets one of the cutthroats off the table and then I want to turn on Tell. But I guess, you know, Marcel being a very good player is able to know what the, the initiative kill order should be and is offering you the ship you know, go on, shoot this. He's easy to kill. And he's very annoying. Look how many coordinates yeah. he's doing. So you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to take him off the board. And then it's like, oh, right, I'll recharge that Proton Torpedo. And, you know, then you get the joy that is, you know, the Zam giving you the free lock so that you can then torp somebody. <laughs> That's kind of stuff when you shoot yeah. down. So, yeah, it's um, it's all a bit nonsense. And uh, the, the standard ion cannon on there, just in case you successfully ion somebody, and you can be like, yeah, know you get three Ion tokens. And you're like, yeah, it's still a small bit of a ship. What? What's going on? <laughs> but, yeah, I think it um, was his version one ability that if if, the, if a ship was Ioned, then he rolled an extra red dice or something. I don't even um, remember him in one point. Hawks were so bad. You only really
1: saw Janors, didn't you? Yeah. Um, or John. Uh... remember John
0: run like four of them. <laughs> the madman. Oh, I mean, there was the guy who um, ran, was it five or six of them or something? Yeah, but that was TLT. No, no, no. He he ran as yeah. many of them as he could fit into 100 points. And they yeah, all had one-dice guns. Yeah,
1: One-dice attack gun,
0: yeah. Yeah, they had a one-dice. Uh, yeah? Was it a one-dice so, out the front? One-dice one yeah, primary?
2: Just one-dice. Uh, one-dice primary has access to a turret, uh, a talent slot, crew, an illicit, and the ability is... When an enemy ship at range one to three receives at least one iron token, if you are not stressed, you may receive one stress token to cause that ship to suffer one damage.
0: Wow. There you that go. Really was bad. Wow. Terrible. That's
1: something interesting I've seen today as well though. That um uh gamut key, you can also use it on regen and Jedi, I think. So if they regen and get the disarm token, you can make them keep it at the end of the
0: turn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can make that them run for another thing. turn. <laughs> It's pretty disgusting. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with it.
2: I mean, uh, in yeah. the same box, you've got Tepusk, who can stop them from recovering either a charge or a force. So you could have him with Gamut Key on board as well and just cause all sorts of problems for anything, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 another iteration of Scum Jank, isn't it? And it's another kind of... You look at it and it's a, it's a toolbox list and it's a puzzle to unpick with whatever it is. And I think... Irrespective of who sticks this down on the table, you will get some wins because people just won't understand it. Um, yeah, and I they'll like fun it. As well.
1: it looks like a fun list to me.
0: It, I, it looks like the kind of list that I would get really sad because I would expect to do well with it and end up going two and four. Isn't that? I'd be an idiot. Yeah, basically, it's everything. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a similar area to Nicholas God's uh, tyranny called. Uh... Yeah, just uh, aero list. It's just one of those. You look and go, oh, I'm, I can beat this, and then after the first engagement, uh, you you realise you're really bad at calculated risks.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's once you've once you've flown against something like this half a dozen times, then you're like, yeah, I've got a plan now. But the ability of the good players to come up with that plan on the fly, having just read the cards, is the you know, that that's what distinguishes really good players from you know. Decent or average players is, you know, I've never seen this list before. Let me just read your cards for a minute, and then all of your sneaky tricks that you think they won't know because they've never seen the list before. They're like, "Yeah, you're going to do this now, aren't you?" It's like, "No, you're not supposed to know I can do that."
2: So, I mean, one thing I've noticed. This is going off on a slight tangent now.
0: Uh, going, by we, we never do tangents, slam Never.
2: We haven't even done the grumpy old men moaning bit now. It's my favorite bit of the podcast. But. Uh, <laughs> One thing I experienced in my old TCG days, like playing Pokemon and stuff, everyone is very secretive about what your list contains, what your deck list contains and what it can do. Mm -hmm. But with X-Wing, if you ask someone, what does your list do? Unless they're a complete arsehole, uh, they will tell you exactly. So I played uh, Fabian, uh, who plays out of Switzerland, at the System Open. And he told me the full mechanics of his entire list and then it was just a really good experience because there's no gotcha moments. We're both there to play the game. And I mm-hmm. think that's a healthy thing about this, this type of community.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, as the,
1: opposed there's to all... The yeah, there's it's also Fabian thing in TCG, teeth... to be fair.
0: Yeah, Fabian's yeah. amazing. Um, the, the thing, I guess, with um, X-Wing as well is that, you know, you can see the cards. It's not like, you know, here's my deck and it's all sleeved up and I'm going to plonk it down here. And I'm going to shuffle it. I'm going to take seven cards out and now we're going to start playing or whatever. Um, You know, it's not that you've got to try and figure it out. Um, You know, you just kind of look at the list and go, right, everything's open. Everything's available. There's not an enormous, there's a lot of cards, but there's not like a a TCG level or a CCG level volume of cards to know what they potentially could do and what those potential interactions are. Um, But yeah, no, I I do agree. I've, I've had it a couple of times with the Venny list where, People have just been like, I there are lots of cards. What does it do? And I'm like, right, OK. I said, how much of it do you want me to explain? Um, and they're like, "Just can you just tell me roughly? So I'm like, right, I'll tell you everything then. Um, <laughs> and I walk them through, you know, where they can be shot twice, how he, how he can shoot twice, you know, why it works, how it works, what he can do, you know. And inevitably, they still get caught out in some way um, if they've never seen it before, you know, by either they're dropping a bomb after a shoot and, you know, they're in a position where they can't do something or, you know, just all that stuff. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's a good bit of fun, but no, I do agree with you, Liam. You, that, that's a great thing about the community is people are willing to expose the guts of their list and kind of just explain, like not explain how to beat it, but explain exactly what it does. Like, you know, you're not going to say, oh, how you beat my list is to do X. Cause if you do that, then people like you come along and beat me with your lists and I go, yeah. oh, Liam, yeah, how you beat the Venny list is this. And then a week later, we're playing a game, and he beats me using the tactics I told him. It's like, oh, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, anyway, well done to Marcel for um, winning the uh, the Hyperspace Lamu um, event in the Galactic thing. Um, I did notice the other day, by the way, they're not called the Gold Squadron events. They're the Galactic qualifiers. And I just, I remembered when they first launched them, they were done in... Um, alongside of the Fly Better podcast. So I don't know if that's still the case or if they've changed to being Gold Squadron only or something. But anyway, interesting aside. Um, Yeah, so well done to Marcel. We'll talk a bit about XCC. We've touched on it a little bit. Um, Safe to say that this last week, everything has kind of exploded in three of the groups. Um, There are a couple of groups that are, uh, I'm not going to say entirely sorted, but are, are pretty much sorted unless... Um, another upset happens in those groups. So we'll, we'll touch on them first. So, Group B, we all wrote off huge amounts of the people that weren't from Europe or America and Peru, 5 and 0 with two rounds left to go. They've got uh, Lithuania um, left to play, Peru, and one other team. I can't remember who, but they've already beaten Germany. Germany are 4 1, their only loss is against Peru, which was this big surprise to everybody until they looked at what Peru had been doing in the other rounds and it was like, well, oh, maybe we should have taken them a bit more seriously. Um, but um, mm. Germany should be okay. They're on four and one, but um, mm. Lithuania um, are three and two and have to play Germany and Lithuania, uh, sorry, Lithuania and Latvia to combine team. Um, if they beat Germany, um, then it suddenly gets interesting again. Could be a bit spicy, but... Lithuania's, is, Latvia's is left, two left games, uh, two games left over are is Peru and somebody else, so they need to beat the people who are spanking everybody in that group, so um, I think Germany are probably okay, but they're going to finish in second place behind Peru, um, which is a surprise to everybody outside of Peru, I guess. <laughs> um, and then Group D is the one with um, America and um, Spain in it. No, No big surprises this week. The biggest thing about Group D is that Australia are getting an absolute tanking. So we had actor kan on a few weeks ago, like at the start of the XTC, to come and talk to us about some of the non-European um, teams, and he was fairly confident about Australia's chances of getting out of Group D. Um, and they are, well, they're they're getting wins, but they're not winning game. They're not winning rounds. So they've got like fifteen wins. So all of the other groups that are like, there's a team that is above them. Which has only got eight wins because they've won a round but australia haven't so it's um not quite sure what's going on there but
2: australia are last in the entire tournament because we've still got two groups that have by in it yeah they're technically rated higher
0: no australia australia are now higher than the bye in their own in their own group Oh, fair, so because fair enough. Because they have, I think they've, they've either won around now or they've won enough games that they're higher than the buy now. But um, you missed so, yeah. from, um, uh, Group A, uh, Singapore, five and zero. I've
1: Everyone not got of... there
0: yet. I've not got there yet. We are you jumping all over the place. I'm doing the ones that aren't contentious first. Have you, have you ever heard of the alphabet? I have. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's that thing that you never learned. <laughs> um I mean, I'm trying to do the alphabet, you're not. <laughs> no, you're that, trying. That's the yeah, worst I am turnaround you've ever done. I mean if you were listening, you no, know, we're not we're not doing grumpy old men, we're doing bickering bickering married old married couple. Um <laughs> <laughs> so group D, I'm I'm doing the ones that are pretty sorted. So group B and D are pretty uh are pretty sorted. Okay. So um Spain are okay. four and o on twenty wins, USA are three and one on twenty-one wins, and both will probably get out of the group. But USA still have to play Malta, who are a very strong team and have been banging in the winds, and Australia. And there's a possibility that Australia could rain on USA's parade. Um, So it's uh, going to be interesting um, to see how that one does shake down. Um, But it looks like Spain are home and dry. Um, USA uh, basically need to win one more to be safe. But... um, yeah, there's a possibility that they could lose um, either of the games against Malta and Australia, make it interesting all of a sudden because Malta have definitely got what it takes to to progress if USA slip up. So those are the um those are the the, the non-contentious groups. So we'll go to Group A. Is that okay, Ben?
1: We should start at A. It's okay. Well, we'll start,
0: we'll start at a this time. Okay. You just <laughs> so Singapore, um, <laughs> again, a lot of people said that you know they were expecting Singapore to do well because X Y is the captain. Um, they've obviously got a very strong scene because they have generated a world champion from out of Singapore, so Justin, who we mentioned earlier on, um, he's not playing in the team. Um, I would think Singapore would do well. Just Yeah. About. So so Singapore are five okay. and zero, and they've got twenty four wins, and the number of wins is is relevant because it's the first tiebreaker after um, bronze scores. Um, Italy were 4-0, but they lost to Norway this week in a really close round. But they've got 28 wins. So despite the fact they've lost a game, they've still won more games overall than Singapore. So they've been battering people. But Italy's two remaining games are Singapore and Poland. Ooh! So Italy need to win one of those two games, one of those two rounds, in order to definitely progress. Poland are on 3 and 2 having already lost to Singapore and Norway so Norway have been Italy and Poland unfortunately Norway have lost to a couple of other teams already so they're on 3 and 2 uh, but Poland are on 3 and 2 they've already played Singapore and Norway and they have to play Greece who they could very well seven or 6-1 because Greece have not been doing well in this round um and Italy so and then Norway have to play Malaysia and Brazil. So they've played all their hard games, in inverted commas, so they could very well end up on five and two as well. The difference is Norway have won 17 games to be on three and two. Poland have won 22 games to be on three and two. So Norway have got and Poland have got Greece. Um, so as much as I want to say sorry to the Greek players, I worry for the fact that Poland are going to, kind of get seven wins under their belt from you and put themselves in a really good position to kick on. So it's all getting a bit spicy in Group A. So Singapore are through, then Italy, Poland and Norway have all got a reasonable chance of going through depending on how the results fall. Um, It's got to be a bit interesting. I don't think Norway can qualify. I think it is still between Italy and Poland, but you never know.
2: I mean, Norway could drag themselves out of it. Um, I mean, it's unlikely, but let's be honest, it was unlikely Poland were going to lose a round, and that happened.
0: Twice. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll it be interesting, because if Italy beat Poland... So there's this weird thing, I think what needs to happen for Norway to get out is for Poland to beat Italy, and then Greece to beat Poland, and I can't see that happening.
2: Uh, um, I, mean, I can't see Greece picking up a round. Uh, in against any of their matchups and i'm like it feels harsh saying it because apparently like allegedly they do have a really good player base and they are full of lovely lovely people but they shot themselves in the foot taking tom fields and
1: i thought you were going to say they shot themselves in the foot not taking me
2: (laughs) that was my next point they could have taken me
0: (laughs) yeah but you don't play resistance and that was the only non-greek player (laughs) non-greek faction for them Um, i
2: could i could pick it up it's fine
0: (laughs) it's it's not in my locker (laughs) so yeah it's um so group a is really interesting looking and it genuinely is going to come down to the last couple of games i mean singapore and italy have got it to lose if they just keep winning rounds but um yeah italy still has to play singapore um which will be a really tight um set of games and probably come down to the pairings to be honest um And Poland, as well, so I can see if it comes down to Italy v Poland and whoever wins that qualifies that none of those games are streamed, but they're all watched very closely by captains, and it's all very it's all very focused um and the fun disappears um for an hour and a quarter we'll see um so we've talked about Group B already, um so Peru and Germany probably should get through, but Germany can still <coughs> the bed sorry Tim um.
1: You know, um, I'm the one who swears all the time in real life, and I'm usually good on it. You both let me down.
0: <laughs> well, Group C, Group C, this is us, right? This is England, England, Wales, Canada, uh, and so on. Philippines, Croatia. I'm, I'm going to forget somebody. in feel like Colombia. There we go. Um, and it feels like it's a real tussle because, as previously mentioned, hot sauce, England lost to Canada. Um, so now there's three teams sitting on four and one england on 26 wins canada on 22 wins and ireland on 21 wins ireland have to play canada this week and england next week if we can win one of those two then we probably get out of the group unless something else happens um england have philippines and then us and canada have us and then wales um so so much love and respect for the welsh team because they're lovely and very capable players but they've just not been firing um in this tournament at all um we've got the hardest ones england are going to do rude things to the philippines i suspect um
3: our can, biggest I just, concern... can i just pitch in for a sec yeah go so, on go on because go, so we'll you... team england, no no it's fine so as, as a sort of yeah cuz obviously i've been looking at the group quite closely as well um, so i think you you guys have to beat canada yes um and and Whatever happens, you have to beat Canada, I think, because uh, whatever result you get against England, I mean, uh, if, you, if you were to lose to Canada but beat England, Canada's game difference might be too much for you. Because we would all be tied on uh, five and two.
0: Yeah, so Canada's one game lead over us at the minute makes it hard for us. Because if we beat Canada 4-3, we go evens then if we lose to England and Canada beat the Philippines, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, sorry, if Canada beat Wales, then it doesn't matter because they will have... So we need to beat Canada actually 5-2 to put ourselves in a position where we can qualify. What we need to do in order to definitely qualify is win both.
3: Oh, no, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, so if, well, if if you win both, then you would top the group 6-1. and one. Uh, England and Canada, the best they could get would be 5-2s. So it'd be between England and Canada. So yeah, the best way for you to qualify is to win both. Um, yeah. I feel mathematically, if you were to only win one, it's going to come down to tiebreak.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and it's it's difficult for us. Um, I mean, Philippines aren't—they're um, not going to be rolled over by Canada at all. Philippines have got some very very good players. Oh, and, um, uh, so,
3: and as I said before, we went—we uh, start recording. Uh, outside chance from Finland. Um, because they're they're, they're three games behind you on the tiebreak, but they are playing Wales and Columbia?
0: Yeah, Wales and Columbia left for them, so they could easily get to 5-2. The problem they've got is that they're so far behind Canada, England and Ireland in Games 1 that they can't really catch up enough to get to 2nd. They could could bump somebody down into 4th. And, but if we, know,
3: yeah, if we England, Canada, and Ireland are only doing four threes between us, and they suddenly like right, like bank six one seven o's or whatever, then yeah, yeah I think it will get get very messy come that last yeah. uh, game week. I,
0: I, I just like if we beat Canada four three, and then Canada beat Philippines, uh, no, sorry, Wales four three, then what? Canada go to thirty one, and if Finland do 6-1 in both of theirs. They still only go to 30. So I, I just don't think they can win enough games. Um, to like They need to 7-0 somebody in order to get out of the group and hope that the other results go their way as well. Yeah, it's, it's
3: Canada-Philippines, so. not yeah. Wales. Yeah.
0: yeah, it is. Oh, Canada have got to play Ireland and Wales still. England have got yeah. Philippines and Ireland. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Canada is Philippine, Philippines and Ireland. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, the Canada-Philippines match on on Challenge has got no result in. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure the way I looked at it is that England England and Canada had exactly the same matches the last two, which was Ireland and Philippines. And uh, Finland are playing Wales and Colombia, I believe.
0: Finland have got, yeah, Wales and Colombia, England and Ireland, Canada and Ireland, Philippines and England.
3: And in
0: round seven, Canada and Philippines. Uh, British Wales, Canada and Philippines. Okay, so Canada have got the Philippines and Ireland. And England have got the Philippines and Ireland. Okay. So basically it might come down to which of, um, which of England and Canada beat the Philippines by the most. Or who slips up. Well, no, <gasps>
3: yeah, no, absolutely. no, no it, it, it won't come down to who beats them by the most, most likely. Well, maybe, but it would have to be a 4-3 versus a 7-0. Because yeah, so England's already got four four games over Canada.
0: Yeah, it's this is like the general election and looking at you yeah, know swings yeah. and it's like there's so many mathematical possibilities for what could happen.
3: Well, um, yeah. you're, you you know, got you're so each game week as it comes, so like you've literally got to focus on this game week. England have to beat Philippines, and you have to beat Canada. Yep, that's that's the way our teams are looking at it, and then we worry about next week when it comes to yeah. pairings.
0: Yeah, we worry about who's going to get out of the group at that point. Like, I think with the wins that you guys racked up in the early tournament, and you're you're looking a little bit comfortable, more comfortable because you're up on twenty six wins. So, as long as you can get one more win out, you'll qualify. Even if in second, you'll definitely qualify. Oh, well,
3: and we knew tie breaks would come into it. Like, yeah. I, I know Ollie made the bet to go seven zero, um, but we knew at the very beginning game wins mattered. So, getting those five twos and six ones over the four threes are is a massive, you know, because it's just edging us ahead. And that, the same, will become the final. Because in the finals, the way X-Wing is and the way the pairings is, teams will take wins off each other. There won't be... It be very unlikely to see a team go completely unbeaten over the nine rounds or yeah, whatever it is. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, and it's just adding the it adds another whole dimension to it. I mean, we we were chatting in the Team Ireland kind of channels, like saying it's been a, a long old haul, like it's been a long, long, long thing, and it's probably not as much fun as it might have been in person because, you know, you can't just go and get around in and, yeah,
3: yeah. you
0: know, kick back in, you know, it's not such the team, like the, the team environment and the team atmosphere and the team ethos about it. Um, It's, uh, and you know, I'm kind of getting fed up of you know, logging on and playing this list against something and practice games and all that kind of stuff and it's 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 turning into a bit of a grind, but I guess that's also to do with the pressure of, you know, it's not just you and your games and your fun, it's also your mates and your team, you know, your team and you're trying to do well for your team as well. I mean, I, I have to give a shout out to um Connor, who um last week against uh oh, who were we playing last week? My brain's gone mush. Philippines. Um, it was three-three going into Saturday night and or Saturday afternoon, and he was playing Mallorish Swarm against Django Zam, which he had marked as a hard no, and he was thrown under the bus for good pairings. And then the way that the the it, it shook out, basically we were three-three, and it was like you've got to you've got to win this, otherwise we're out. You know, the you've got to win it, and pressure on him. He said he was sweating buckets, and he for he, he practiced openings and he practiced outcomes and everything that he could do just to try and maximize his opportunity to just snatch the win. And he managed to um he managed to do it by keeping um one of them, I think Django, or maybe Sam, but one of them, I think it was Django, out of the fight by repeatedly blocking him with Mallarat. <laughs> <laughs> he just three-banked Malarus through a gap in the rocks where Jango was probably going to come in. So he did, and then he stopped him the next turn. So he bumped again. And Meanwhile, the swarm just went, we don't need re-rolls. We'll go over here and kill Zam, it's fine. <laughs> took Zam off the board. And then he was like, right, I've lost some ships now. Um, but he was ahead. So he'd already got half on Jango at that point. So he was like, well, I've got all of Zam and half of Jango. So now I can just disengage because he won't be able to kill four. He won't be able to kill four TIE fighters in the time that he's got left. So he just like spent the last 25 minutes running around the board. Because <laughs> he was like, if I go and engage Django, I might die. So I'm just not going to bother.
2: <laughs> like... I think one thing with this format as well, with it being online. Obviously, when you do an in-person team tournament, you don't really know the results until you've finished your game. Whereas in this, if, you, if like six games have been played in the first couple of days and your games at the end of the week, you've got the pressure of a three and three deciding oh. game sitting on you for X amount of days.
0: Believe, believe you me, it's it's becoming a race on the on the Team Ireland stuff for people that are going like I, I'll play on Tuesday, I'll play on Monday, no no worries, and they're like, can we can we save it to the weekend? No, no, I can't play at the weekend. Let's play through the week. Um, but this week we're in a, a bit of a we we've got a bit of a tough week this week because um, two of our players Cormac and um, Junior haven't been able to play this week because of their schedules and the fact that it's Canada. So they were like. You know, our our players were in a. Well, I can only play on you know two nights this week, and the Canadian guys were like, "Well, I can't play on Tuesday afternoon or whatever it is for me." So, can you not do the weekend? It's like, well, you know, they're they're saying here's the eight time zone uh, time slots I can play in, and we were like, "Oh no, can't do any of those. Can you do this one?" Um, mm-hmm. So we've we've put um, two subs in. We're we're deploying both of our subs this round. Um, Why so, your subs? Uh, another guy called Chris and Simon uh, so Seth Holochron uh, the the streamer um is oh, the uh, other one yeah. as well so um been I mean, they're both they're, <laughs> they're both solid players um uh, could have been Andreas Tolman as well but um yeah unfortunately he doesn't have the right accent um we're quite proud of the fact that we've got a team that is genuinely made up of seven or no, 10 people including two subs and captain from the island of ireland um so yeah, we we had a lot of opportunity for um, very strong mercenaries, but we decided to to opt into the 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 full kind of quasi national, bit like the rugby team, um, country thing. Um, just basically want to touch on the last uh, group, Group E, um, which um, Jakuta Joe Congdon casually referred to as Group E for Easy Street, um, on on the pod, um, a little while ago. Um, so Japan were doing really well. They were like 2-0 and everyone was going, oh, what's going on? This is the world's biggest dog-eat-dog um, collection um, of uh, of wins and losses. So Netherlands came in, had to buy week one and then lost and then lost again. But now they're 2-2 and they've been 6 one people. So they've really just started thumping in the wins. Um, so they've now got, I think, three teams on 2-2. And two teams on 3-1 or 3-2. So they've got a bye thing as well. So France and Japan and Serbia still have to hit their bye week. Um, So one of them will be this week. Um, I'm probably reading Challenge wrong, but they've got – yeah like everybody's just beating everybody and that is like um it's like a, a race to the bottom it's the weirdest way to put it like you look at it and it's like is, is everybody just trying to lose to everybody else is that is that how this group's going to shake out so like I think the first team in that one to get to four wins is probably guaranteed to go through, which it's, is mad it's, like a, it's like
2: a proper ball ballroom brawl though isn't it it's it's an oh, exciting yeah. group to watch and keep tabs on
0: yeah it's it's brilliant like you know because you've got Switzerland who are beating the good like the good teams and then you've got France who are a good team, Netherlands who are a good team. I mean Switzerland are clearly a good team. They've got um Raphael, so um Green Dragoon whose blog we've talked about a couple of times, X Wing Analytica, they've got Fabi, um as well as, you know, a bunch of other good players. Um then, you know, Netherlands have got, you know, world's top table people system open winners you know all over the place france the same serbia have got some really 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 good players and you know are, are taking it you know pretty seriously and then you know japan as we said was you know usa mark too, or you know western japan mark whatever anyway um so um, so you know they're and, and they're really good and then you know denmark you look at Denmark and their players, they're all kind of people that we know. You know, Chris jesper mentioned earlier, he's a, a long-time listener, fan of the podcast, came into the sit-taker open. We love Chris, he's amazing. Um, I think Chris these... who
1: almost destroyed Will.
0: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the one who took Will out. The one who took Will, the hardened drinker, out drinking and left him a dribbling mess in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that he didn't turn up the next day, so
1: people understand. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Will's, Will's a squaddy, and not a. He was in for two years and then passed out squaddy. He's been in for a long time, um, and he is used to drinking young lads under the table who think that they can they can go some. And Chris absolutely wrecked him, absolutely destroyed him. In fairness, Will started quite a lot earlier than everybody else yeah. that day. Um, but yeah
2: was board, like, they both looks at it
0: yeah. Chris was like let's just keep drinking and Will was like yeah all right and we didn't we genuinely we said this on the pod before but we genuinely thought he might have died yeah. uh, because he didn't oh, turn up and he wasn't answering funny. his phone we were genuinely worried that something had happened to him because he wasn't able to look after himself he was an incoherent mess so <laughs> but apparently he did get home safe he just forgot to charge his phone so it was fine um so yeah anyway i'm genuinely going to be gutted that i'm not catching up with chris and everybody else at the system i've said it before i'm just I'm, I'm just so sad it's just so sad <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play it in for um a trip to uh kind of play it in for a trip to one of the big events if they do come back on this year or even next year i'm gonna like. do you remember when i missed that thing can I, <laughs> can I go to the system opening wherever it is please um so yeah anyway it's getting quite exciting there's two weeks left and then we're all going to stop talking about it for a bit we'll talk about the teams that have made it through um we've already started talking about if we make it through and we can play are we going to take the same lists but i think we just need to focus on actually getting out of the group first i can
1: tell you Um, now a spoiler alert you're not allowed to take the same list
0: (laughs) no i'm not i'm not i've already said i've said it was a it was an interesting experiment but it's cost us a couple of it, it cost us against finland if I'd been flying the other resistance list that was in contention, then I would have beaten. I would have won. in... I mean, I probably wouldn't have had the same pairing. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a non-discussion almost. But yeah. I don't also, know. there
2: was there was other games in that that could have cost you that entire fixture.
0: So yeah, i no, like
2: I wouldn't solely put that on you.
0: No, I would, um, because I I marked my game as a yes. I will be able to beat that against the Philippines and lost it, and the same against Finland and lost it. So. When you say that's a positive matchup for me, and then lose it, that's like a double down on i i done cocked up a little bit there. So I mean, yeah. you forgot to read the
2: word proton tops the one game. I did forget to
0: bit, and 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 I nearly won that match, but it was close.
2: You also won your testing game, so
0: two both testing games. Yeah, that was what yep. made it even worse. Yeah, um, got all the strategy right, all everything lined up. Got the initial engage perfect. Got Dengor off in one turn perfect. Oh, blinded pilot, loose stabilizer, and um, panicked pilot all at the same time. Lovely. Well, I guess Venny's just drifting forward into space, dying slowly. Lovely. Best, best of days. And I've just got to deal with Fenra with oh, one ship. It's Joff. I oh, don't know. He's not doing so well. Fine. Anyway. Um,
1: You're not bothered about that at all, though, are you, mate?
0: Ah, I got over it fairly quickly. I was only awake till three o'clock, punching myself in the face. It's all good. I just remember being on the server just going, can't talk right now. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was was raging. I was properly raging with myself. Like, I got over it fairly quickly. Like, I do, like, when I have a bad loss like that, I do just lie awake at night thinking about it, and it's terrible. But I was chatting to a couple of the guys from, um, like, Cormac Higgins from the Ireland team. He said he's exactly the same. If he loses a round that he thinks he should have won, he's literally sitting up at his desk (laughs) Reconstructing the game in TTS and playing it out again over and over again, and trying to think what options he could have done that would have been better. And I'm like, how could you remember what moves your opponent was doing? I can't even remember what moves I did at the end of a game. Um, but you know, he's like reconstructing the game and like rethinking it. And I do. I play it back, and it's it's worse if it's streamed because you can go back and watch it. Instead of having to reconstruct it in TTS, you can just sit and watch it. And then you see the chat going up if it's Twitch and they're all going, why has he done that? Oh, what an idiot. Why didn't he shoot that ship instead? And I was kind of things. like the exact
1: moment you made the, the uh, mistake. <laughs> and
0: I said, oh, but there's, I mean, there's been a couple of like the game against Stephen from Wales where I've, I made two mistakes where I could have won if I hadn't done what I did. And a game against, uh, against, uh, no, the game against the Philippines was just a good game and, and he, I made a mistake of not going after Kylo fast enough. Um and that was that was my mistake. Like he's flying triple aces and one of them's Kylo who's eighty five points and basically I've got to kill him while I've got three guns on the table and that's what I have to do to win the game and I didn't. I did something else. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been watching like and, and thinking about when I've lost the games, why and I can always boil it down to something that I've done. It's not like I'm never gonna blame the dice, you know, because dice just compound the decisions that you make. Like, you can be in a position, obviously it can happen, where you get weird variant spikes, but, you know, I lost the game against the First Order Aces because I didn't push my target priority to Kylo. I went for Quick Draw and then Von Reg or Hollow, whichever one it was, and then turned back for Kylo when I didn't have enough ships left to kill him. Um, you know, and against the Jedi that I uh, flew against the other night in a practice game, some bad priority decisions, because that's what I'm playing against this week is for 7B Jedi some bad priority decisions and suddenly all my ships just vanished. Um it was seemed absolutely fine until it wasn't. And I know now what I need to do and what I need to not do. So it's just looking back at those games and thinking, what's my what is the mistake that I made? When did I make that mistake? And trying to trying to then not make it the next time. So but anyway, there's two rounds left and it's Canada and England. So and to be honest, I've looked at the Canada matchups, I'm okay with the one I've got. I've looked at England and I'm like, I don't fancy any of that. Either because of the list or the player behind the list, or in most cases both. I'm like oh. Canada this week. You've got Canada this week and England next week, yeah. What you're up against? For Delta seven B Jedi. Okay. Oh, you'd be fine. I mean I can be. It's a hard it's a hard game. I sh- I, I can win it, but it is a hard game. Oh, you will be? Yeah, I've got to be or Gary's gonna get on a boat and come over and beat me up.
2: Yeah. I mean you say that, but he, he wasn't even good enough to make it, it to be a playing captain, so I wouldn't worry about his
0: opinion. Yeah, he wasn't good enough to be picked for his own team, I know.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, but do
1: you know what's even worse is Liam didn't get oh, bless him. That, and, that's and awful and any team. for any of and, and he made little pictures up of himself asking to go in teams. I
2: know. And nobody picked me. And look what's happening so sad england's on fire scotland i don't even know what they're doing they're
0: out dave told us before yeah i can do a
2: scott i can do a scottish accent as well i'd have fit
0: right in somehow scotland have got a draw according to challenge but that's not true that's not true no i'm looking at that
3: i think it's because yeah they haven't finished one of the scores it's like two two but they actually lost three four i believe
0: so they're they're two three, so yeah, they can't. They can't. They can't make it out. Unfortunately, they've lost to Iceland, so yeah, they're they're stuck in the stuck in the groups. But I mean, they they've done well. You know, they've not they've not covered themselves in shame with that. They're gonna probably finish positive, I think, if after the next couple, because I think they've got a couple of easier rounds left to go. So
1: I was totally not surprised last week either when um, the captain of Scotland said that he had to tell Dave and Ed to calm it down a bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I say I, I know oh, that feeling. Well. A bit Larry in
0: chat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. I'm, I, I know I
3: haven't
2: been picked, but uh, the weird really thing yeah, is, I, know. I know I'm more I'm more involved in the XCC than I thought I would be, even if I was picked. Because I've had people from the Malaysian team ask me for testing games, the Irish team asking for testing games, and England. I mean, the fact to regularly beat Oliver Poggenpohl. Just it's to what? let him know how to win the game. Like, it's everyone knows you've got nothing better to do. Except I mean, that's that you're
1: true. You're in your room on your own.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong.
0: Right, I think this is, has this is stopped with being about X-Wing and starting being about ragging on Ian, so maybe we I mean,
1: should... Is, it is fun. <laughs>
2: I don't mind it.
1: I've got a question for you both uh, on another podcast the other day. I thought it was an interesting topic. How do you, like, judge a casual? What do you class as a casual game? Like, what What? What do you think of when you want to play a casual?
2: Um, I just I'm generics, to be honest. So if someone's a casual pickup game, I'll go, oh, here's four X-Wings. Fly against me. No grades. Like,
0: uh, like, if you said to me, let's just have a casual game, then it would be... Uh, do-overs and I didn't mean to do that and you know, oh, I probably should have barrel rolled there I forgot to close my files and it's just like, yeah man whatever, it doesn't matter Um, like, if I was playing a casual game against Liam on TTS, it would just be like just chatting and laughing and talking about moves as you're doing it and all that kind of stuff and I think it's more of a mindset than a list thing, like I think playing against a new player with some kind of filthy, degenerate, trigger ridden, difficult to understand list is pointless yeah, Something like that, which you would never do. Um, <laughs> definitely and, not against a um, child. No, <laughs> you it just reminded me, my goodness. Um, so, uh, but like, you know, if you if you stick like the four Delta 7Bs is actually a really good starter list because you go, you know, here's here's four ships, they've all got three reds, two greens. You can reposition after you move by spending your force and still get an action. And if you get blocked, you've still got a dice mod. Um, so it's you know, a really it's, I think it's actually my favorite basic list for a newbie. Um, more so than four T seventies or four T sixty fives or whatever. Like as a generic thing because it's it introduces a lot more mechanics, um, but it introduces them in quite an easy way to understand. Um and, but for me, casual isn't about the list itself, it's about the the mentality and the attitude with which you approach that game, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's no wrong answers. I was just,
1: just interested in what you thought. I think it's on gold squadron actually he's mentioned it. Which yeah, what, you, what what's your what's your thought? Very similar, but I, I do tend to take a, a less competitive list. To be honest, the the Vader and the two Inquisitors I've been flying, I class as quite a casual list because although it is it can be good, um, it's definitely not something I would take to an event like a top yeah. proper tournament. um Yeah. And I think do... that. Both of you is in like initially when a lot of people I spoke to actually have Oh well against a new person. Like you tend to class a casual game against someone new rather than
0: like someone it, else. I mean it was one of the reasons why we started or why we continued running the um the Stockport League. Um the in person like league things where you know you're just trying to get as many games in as you can and and all that kind of stuff. Was because it added a competitive element to To the games which enabled you to like feel like you were practicing for tournaments as opposed to just you know having a laugh and doing beer and pretzels games um and you can get beer and pretzels games all the time they're fine um but you know it's one of the things that um ollie has said when he's looking for games on vassal or tts is he always puts brackets tournament practice because he wants to play that competitive like, he wants players to know that he might just spend the last 35 minutes of a casual game running away from them to win on points um, because he's practising how to win tournaments um, rather than going, oh, well, if this was a tournament, I'd be running, but, hey, I'll just turn in and take a focus. Um, you know, <laughs> they do like, that a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we all we all do, but, you know, some people don't. And, you know, one of the things that um, Cormac is, has mentioned over the last few weeks when we've been chatting about stuff, as he said, a lot of the guys in the 186 are very, very good at putting their head into the space of a tournament game, even if they're not playing at a tournament. So they'll be like, would I make this decision in a tournament? Like, would I try the risky Talon roll? You know, which if it bumps, screws me, but if it fits, is fine. Um, Would I try that? Or would I just leave it? Um, You know, and it's like, would you try that move in a tournament? With, you know, three turns left, w- would you try that talon roll? And the answer is probably no. Actually, I wouldn't. I would do something. I would run away. I would do something much more, you know, um, much less risky. Um, at that point, it's like, well, don't do it in a practice game. If you wouldn't do it in the tournament, you know, you've got to put yourself in the mindset of that. But, yeah, no, to me, casual games are all about that. It's all about the mindset of, you know, it being a fun game that you're there to have with your mate. And it's not about winning or losing it's about enjoying the game itself at the end of it um and you know you're not going to enjoy it if you're going oh no you can't you can't open your foils you've already revealed your dial shut up
1: <laughs>
0: i'm just going to change my foils now and then i'm going to change my mind and change them back again it's fine don't worry <laughs> you know no i probably should have barrel rolled him so i didn't bump my other ship one second let me just go back three ship activations and barrel roll this guy out of the way <laughs> Not have a focus. It's that kind of nonsense, you know, where you know if you set up the knowledge that with your opponent that that's the kind of game you're going to have is fine, but if you start trying to do it when somebody else thinks that they're playing a proper game against you, then it, you just got to you got to know your opponent as well, I guess. I like to have that kind of nonsense. It's also good fun having about seven people standing around shouting at you at the same time. <laughs> that, that that makes that makes the game feel very casual, very quickly. If you're just playing a fun game and there's loads of people like giving advice and asking questions and you know shouting and pitching in and it's like yeah this has gone from being something vaguely competitive to just a casual laugh all of a sudden um because like the more people are are chatting through it the the less you can like try and simulation it into a into a serious thing but anyway cool right i think we've whiffled on for long enough haven't we yeah we definitely have um so um Liam, did you want to give any shout-outs?
2: No one deserves them. I'm just going to shout-out myself uh, for doing and well you. in things. And, and to be fair, I will shout-out my local. Uh, they've survived the pandemic, which is like more than what can be said for some other stores who've sadly disappeared. Uh, I think we heard a couple of weeks ago that IQ Games have now gone. Yeah, IQ's shutting uh, down. Which is, I think, more of a highlight, especially with uh, tournaments Coming back into uh, stores now, it's important to start spending money at your local stores and entering these tournaments, and just supporting them in every yeah. area you can. To be fair, oh,
0: that was something that I saw in the news today. Actually, I was going to mention it, and I've just remembered. So, thank you for reminding me. Was the um, the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal? Do you remember when that happened?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, today, today, the Egyptian government have agreed to release it. So while they un- while they unstuck it. They it got impounded because it was apparently you know going too fast for the conditions and it didn't have adequate support and all this stuff and the reason it happened they basically said the reason this happened was because of all of these cock-ups that you did as an organization as a as a shipping company, uh, so we're going to impound it and they were asking for a sum of money from
1: well, it's like the, uh, the shipping company. A stupid way. Oh, well, well, they yeah, started
0: off asking for nine hundred and six million dollars, yeah, and they've been argued down by the insurance company for the shipping firm to a measly like 550 or 390 or something like it just you know just a few quid but what they said was there's like 750 million dollars worth of um eta 2 star fighters on it so
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh it's like it's got it's got um it's got laptops and desktops and tvs and, and all sorts of stuff and it's got 750 million dollars worth of goods on it we'll, we'll finally <laughs> well, one of the things is apparently graphic, like high-end graphics cards for desktops. Apparently, there was just containers full of them, and they are and they've been absolute nightmare to source in the US and Europe. Um, basically since that happened. So, um, but then yeah, the other the other big uh, shortage was obviously the ETA two. So, is one of those containers or does one of those containers have a couple of pallets of um, of ETA two Jedi starfighters, which have been on the boat in an impound lot? Somewhere in the Suez Canal in Egypt, um, for for the last few months, who knows? We'll see. And
1: it's in everything we'll from the last wave.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot, I mean, a lot of the boxes have started to turn up again. The squadron boxes have started to turn up again, but the the V wings and the ETA twos and the HMP gunships have been like unicorn poo for you know so know long. The
1: HMPs long. have um, they were restocked. Yeah, they, at element. yeah they've just, more, they've
0: though, just restocked. Yeah, yeah, they've just restocked everywhere. Like they. A bunch of people who've been for the last couple of months um, scratching around looking for, you know, the third and fourth one because they want to run four of them um, have finally been like, I finally got it. And it's like, yeah, they're everywhere now, man. Like literally everywhere. <laughs> they're not rare I anymore. More. I really yeah. hope you didn't pay over the odds for it.
1: I bought three more just in case.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, I got like, I got the V-Wings and the ETA2s. I got a couple of them and, you know, they're a good laugh. But, you know, I'm not. Sure, I'm ever going to use them in anger. I, you know, I'll use them in casual games, or you know, if I fancy having a bit of a whiz about with Republic for a bit, because you know they are great fun. But that's the sadness—the the sadness element of ships that are great fun is they're great fun while they explode. Yeah. You know,
1: I think so, when I my go to list is like Republic lists, just because they're fun, but
0: I, I never would take it again cause... all all the weird repositioning and all the janky nonsense yeah. that they can do is is, is a huge amount of fun. But so. Cool. Cool. All right, Liam. For CLT Jedi's and broadside. It's so much fun. Oh, you can fit a lot of other stuff into that now. For CLT Jedi's and there's a lot I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Republic. And I mean in that hype it's I think it's good in hyperspace because the Delta 7 B Jedi are good in hyperspace. But yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, thank you, Liam, for coming on. Oh Ben, did you want to do any more shout outs or anything about the league or anything like that? No. No? Oh, Ben, hurry up to the the league tomorrow though. You said that last week. I know
1: it's hard for you to understand, but I actually
0: have things to do.
2: No, you said you're doing COVID tests and you weren't doing I anything. Did,
0: but then I felt ill. So is this the? Um, is this then yeah. the, the, the the league is now finished and you're going to wrap it yeah, up yeah. and redo? It, it has
1: been wrapped up in. I think you have got till the 11th. However, I think I said. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that's a, I need that's to update.
1: Okay, let's have a look how many we've got at the moment. Because oh, you
0: flat. need to write the scores on. Got
1: you. Yeah. It was like yeah. fifty nine last last time. I love time, that yeah. Liam's upset, but he Did just play the games when he was supposed to? Uh,
2: no, because I've got two everyone else.
1: I'm looking it's, at it's,
0: I've got it's two one. The number in the world. The amount I've got now it's sixty nine. Hey, <laughs> all right. So Ben's going to update those maybe at some point over the next month or two. Um, no, I need to get it done before then. <laughs> do. Um I'm I'm thinking about trying to get my last two games played, but I don't know if I can be bothered at this point um I'll be entirely honest um I'd like to play the two people but I'm not sure I can bring myself to play in TTS right now other than for the XTC um also for you <laughs> just put on put on my accent and just pretend that you're me yeah just and buy... I'll probably
2: get confused halfway through and just turn you to someone from south africa or something
0: <laughs> i'd just say just record a copy of the podcast onto a soundboard and just occasionally say things that seem you know a bit funny <laughs> Billy and... sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Nobody understands how this works. No, um, uh... Have
1: you ever heard of this ship called a Star Fortress? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Ben, thank you very much for joining me again. Oh, it's always fun, mate. All right. And uh, we'll say goodbye from Liam. Doodles. We'll say goodbye from producer Tim. Goodbye. And we'll say goodbye from Ben bye and bye for me today
1: they call me hey they call me sexy they call me, me here